All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by commenting down below or upvoting the video itself. We are here with Tim Thomas. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball, um, for better or for worse, Tim. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, better than the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, we talked about this last week. It was going to be a tough road trip. We knew uh, Bama's really good. Uh, they're uh, one guy, Brandon Miller, as he, we talked about. He's really good. He's NBA all the way. A couple other guys that's really good. Uh, so I knew it was going to be kind of bad. I thought, I was hoping that we would give, play with some intensity. And I think we did to a certain extent, but it seemed like one of the issues is our shooting percentage. Yeah, and, and let's talk about that for a second. They were two for 23 from shooting, and one of the people that made a three was Miles Burns, which outside shooting is not his thing. Uh, but what do you think is going on with that? Because they shot, I think, 9% or something like that from three for the game. Yeah, I looked it up just a second ago. It's 8.3% for the game, uh, two for 23, 24. Um, I have a theory. A couple of years ago, uh, I text Kermit. I have his phone number and all. And I would, every once in a while, I'll send him something, my thoughts. And uh, it was a couple of years ago when we were going through a super shooting slope. And I just thought it was my, my uh, obligation as a Christian to <laughs> tell him uh, maybe what I thought. I don't know if he really wanted to hear it, but uh, he, he seemed fine with the text. I just told him that weightlifting uh, causes issues with your shooting touch. Especially three-point shooting, and, and even inside on the you saw last night, Cuba made try to make a few short shots, and, and he just wasn't sure of himself. Even on free throws, sometimes it, you, you're aware. Every, every one of us has did some weightlifting, maybe not the extent uh, that others maybe, but when you do that, it, you know, your muscles uh, are different, and and when you're trying to shoot uh, the ball, that shooting touch, it, it's just not there. So that, that's one possible issue. It may not be. Uh, I know Kermit thinks, you know, they need to do weightlifting. Uh, several of the guys are kind of weak and not strong. They just got out from high school. And they need to buck up a little bit. And I understand all that. I do. I really do. We had an instance, uh, Bob Welling was my coach there, uh, Stroud and Tui and Carlos Clark. So we were all together those years, uh, 79 through 82. And uh, – <laughs> First of the year, we were lifting weights pretty regular before practice, and and then we started games, and then right at the very first of the year, we started a game. We were still doing weightlifting, and uh, we were shooting atrocious. I mean, it was terrible. Uh, Stroud couldn't hit, Elsa couldn't hit, Carlo, and then uh, he said, hmm, weightlifting. So we cut out weightlifting the rest of the year, and I ain't saying we was great the rest of the year, but we had a winning record and our shooting was so much better. Yeah. I think you might be onto something there, honestly. Uh, you know, you mentioned Brandon Miller and he's a, an elite player. I know you guarded some dudes back in your day. What's a couple of those stories of guarding like a Charles Barkley or something like that, that, that you might be able to give the advice to younger players that are going through playing talented players right now? First of all, uh, we you can't be intimidated. Uh, you can't be scared. 
their name or you, you know maybe going pro that type of things freshman all american first round stuff that's got to go out the window in my opinion you just got to flush that and you got to step up and you got to be a man and some of the guys for Ole Miss seem like they were especially the first 10 15 minutes they seemed scared you know like we talked about several games especially away games it's tough uh, it, it's hard uh, but I was pleased, you know, with the intensity against Tennessee and somewhat against Alabama. But Brandon Miller is a NBA uh, first-round pick, no doubt. But in my day, if we want to go back that far, uh, Charles Barkley. We had a couple little, uh, not fisticuffs, but he liked to push you in the lower back. And I had back issues back in the day a little bit, still do. But he, uh, I, I said, I said Barkley, don't be pushing me in the back. I, I was a great rebounder and a great uh, – guy inside and I knew how to play defense so I blocked him out he'd always push you in the lower back I was guarding him he was guarding me and uh, I told him not to I warned him I gave him a warning I did my Christian duty I warned him and the next time he did it again so when I got the rebound I just kind of I was pretty well just got had the ball and I kind of had my elbows out and I accidentally hit him really hard in his sternum if you know where that is it wasn't well he had to go out of the game and I maybe call that a dirty player. I just saying, uh, don't be intimidated. Don't uh, let them think that you're scared of them or you feel like they're above or better than you are. Yeah, and and that is something where our our players could obviously take a note from as well. Let me say, I don't. I'm not advocating hitting people or being. You know, it's just sometimes uh, in the play football. Any, any sport, uh, sometimes you got to just make a statement. And I didn't mean to hurt him, but I need to. I wanted to get his attention. Yeah. So Alabama has been a horrible matchup for Ole Miss over the last couple of years. I mean, for whatever reason, I think they beat Ole Miss by 18 or 20 points last year. They won by 22 last night. It's just been a horrible matchup. Is there something that Alabama is doing or is it just that Ole Miss isn't making shots? Overall, they have better ball players. They have the NIL. Maybe it's bigger, but as you say, if you watch the game, Brandon Miller. I'm not sure what he's getting NIL, but you, you saw five to eight players that were kind of you could just move one in, one out. And they were hitting threes and dunking the ball inside, blocking everything we shot. We were afraid to put it up, afraid it's going to block it. They have better selection of players. Their five stars are really, really good, and our four stars may be kind of like a three-star. So they have really good players. The coach, Oates, he does a great job with them. He recruits well, and that's the big part of it. As, as Kiffin would tell you, recruiting is the key to any great team. But they played yeah. together well. They were at home. Uh, they had a good crowd. So. Uh, they're they're going to be uh, sweet 16. I can go ahead and put that out there. It may be better than that if they continue to improve. Alabama's really good. Yeah, and, and you look at the Ole Miss team, and I, I talked in the first segment of this show about what I think went wrong. And I think that he saw Matt Morrell and thought he was going to play like we all expected Matt to play. You thought Deshaun Ruffin was going to be healthy and the Deshaun that was – out there early February before the LSU game. And then you put some role people and some piano carriers, essentially, to um, do the work defensively because you're counting on Morrell and Ruffin to be this 
essentially dynamic duo of scoring. So when Ruffin wasn't quite where he should have been, because he's not he's not a hundred percent healthy, um, Morell is struggling, just just crazily struggling, and it just gets to the point where are the points going to come from? Now I, I say all that to say this: How can we fix this, Tim? Yeah, good question. Uh, Kermit is thinking the same thing probably all night long. He probably didn't sleep a whole lot. Uh, one bright spot, and I pick on Jeremy, uh, Jamin, I'm sorry, Brakefield a lot. Uh, he he plays, he's playing well. He's probably the best player right now on the team. He's uh, rebounding well, shooting well. He seems to be doing things right. He's really getting after the ball on the on the floor, loose balls, 50-50 balls. For whatever reason, Morrell's not shooting well. I, I had my thought on it weightlifting possibly. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they weightlifted. They may have stopped last week or a year ago, but I know that was something that was happening when I talked to Kermit. So that, that could be an issue because that definitely hurts the uh, shooting touch. But Morrell, hopefully, uh, Lord willing, he's going to come around. He's got the potential. We've seen it the last couple of years. We saw that he, he can really score at times. Ruffin uh, can score. First half, he didn't do much. Second half, he came back, made a few shots, a few layups and stuff. His three-point shot was way off. He missed uh, the rim, I believe, twice altogether on threes. And then other time, he barely hit the side. And I was glad to see Miles got one. He got me on that one. Yeah, he made a three, and it was good to see. Uh, he, he struggles a little bit outside, but maybe he'll get his confidence. But it's like you mentioned last time we talked, that confidence is a big issue. But the only way you can get that is through practice, practice, practice. And I know they're doing that. And hopefully uh, this – this Saturday, I believe they play uh, at Mississippi State. So maybe, you know, something could happen there. We get get something going and maybe pull an upset. And then we have Auburn, I think, uh, next Tuesday night. Uh, I think it's both of them are on. I think one of them's uh, Mississippi State's on CBS, actually, mm-hmm. 1 o'clock Saturday. And I think the uh, Tuesday game against Auburn's uh, on ESPN, one of the channels. But, hey, you, you get an upset or two, um, good win, away from home. Get a few home wins. Things could change. Momentum, uh, confidence, shooting touch. Things come together as a team. Defense keeps the intensity. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and that's a perfect point where we can turn the page a little bit to the Mississippi State game Saturday. This is a game that Ole Miss can win. Now, it's hard to win down in Starkville. I'm not saying it's going to be easy or anything like that. But this is a game that Ole Miss people should Really, if you're going to win one of the first four, this is probably it because they have a lot of the same problems we do. Yeah, they, they don't score well either. They are offensively challenged too. I saw they got beat uh, by Tennessee. Was that Tennessee? I think it was by 34 points. Hmm. So they, they, I watched a little bit of the first of the game. They got behind by 20 really quick, kind of similar to what we've been doing. So it may be a good matchup. It'd be at their place, uh, which is going to be tough, but. Uh, I think this team is maybe slowly but surely, you know, we got beat pretty good last night, but there was a few flashes, a few Akuba inside played pretty well. Uh, Breakfield, like I said, and Ruffin came on at the end, and we get Morrell to, to to do more better outside. He shoots, his three is really struggling. He had to go inside. He made a few shots inside. Now, maybe what he has to do until that three starts clicking for him, he may just have to go inside, take short shots, a little 10-footers until he can get it going and get his confidence back. 
You know, um, watching the game, I was listening to the announcers, and they were describing the difference between Alabama players and Morrell in that one situation where the Alabama player went in, looked for contact, got it, and then made the shot in hope of a three-point play. Um, Morrell, they said, it looked like he was trying to just avoid contact, which sometimes that led to a less advantageous shots and no chance for a foul. And he's a one of our better free throw shooters. You would think getting to the foul line would be something that he would be trying to do. That's something they're working on. I know the NBA scouts are, are looking at Morrell. He, he's got potential. He has the talent, the body. I think he's 6'4", around 200 maybe. Uh, he's a finesse player. Uh, that's that's kind of the difference. Some guys like to rough it up. I was one of those who like to rough it up inside and and uh, he, he struggles with that. He likes to kind of slide it in there and get around and throw it, and hopefully it bounces off the backboard, goes in, or he goes in for a dunk. Uh, as you saw it, and they mentioned it, he's not that type of player. He needs to become that player to, for the next level. If he wants to play, he's going to have to come. He's going to have to be more aggressive, and, and uh, finesse going to have to kind of go away other than on the three. He's a great three-point shooter when he's hitting, but when he's not, he don't help a whole lot. He don't rebound well. I don't know Kermit brought it up on a post-game interview the other night that uh, he don't. He had no zero rebounds against Tennessee. Zero. Uh, it, it's really hard to see that how that could happen. But we'll look on the positive. I'm, I'm hoping that, that uh, Breakfield continue to play well. Ruffin will come through. It'd be nice if Abram would, you know, hit a few. Uh, hopefully he'll come through. I still like James White. He's a great shooter, great scorer. For whatever reason. Uh, his confidence is not there. He, he he's not shooting well. I think he's a, a defensive detriment that we talked about. He he don't bring the defense and Kermit don't play, but he knows he needs him on the offensive end. Hopefully Abram will come through. Uh, Caldwell can score. Some of these guys uh, they don't need to be out there shooting. We, we've talked about Robert Allen. He don't need to be out there at the three shooting. Miles struggles at the three. I think they let him have a few uh, last night and he hit one. I was glad to see that. But some of these guys don't really need to be out there shooting the ball. Uh, They're not going to shoot at a good percentage. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Tim, thank you very much for stopping by today. Hopefully they can turn it around a little bit when they go down to Starville, man. Yeah, we got to be positive. You know, we're Ole Miss Rebels. We're a, we're a team as the fans, and we want to root them on. I want to give Kermit credit where credit's due. He's, he, he knows how to do this. He's done it in the past. If these guys are coming together, uh, hopefully we can give – if we can't win, it's Starville. Play a great game and make it close to be nice to win then come back home and try to get Auburn and, and I think there's Georgia after that. So there's several teams, you know, that we can beat. There's the South Carolinas, there's the Georgia, several of those teams in the bottom realm right now. I believe we can beat at home. But we need to steal a few games away from home. If we steal a few games, we need to be back up in the picture. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, we will see you guys tomorrow and um, hopefully we can get one in Mississippi State and we're going to start baseball coverage a little bit next week as well. Also, go see the um, Ole Miss Lady Rebels and the Vanderbilt Commodores tonight 
at the Pavilion. That should be a good game. It's like, I don't know exactly the time. But anyway, thank you, Tim. And um, we'll see everybody tomorrow.